Hello, everyone. Thanks for checking out the Direct Input Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 6th, in the year 2019. How are you? Today's sitting down with Mr. Peter Blue Spinozola. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm fantastic, Josh. It's good to be here. What a fucking blustery fucking January day you we know, have. Enjoying, enjoying it, you know, soaking up the new year. Oh, yeah. New year, new me. Yeah? You yeah. get into that? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. It's, you know, just trying to not be a bad person again. Really? You know, trying to, you know, rock and roll as much as possible and, you know, trying not to be a bad person about it, too, you know? Is that the religion of, like, uh, Judas Priest? You like the whole rock hard, ride free mentality? I, I feel like, you know, I feel like any priest fan can relate to that on, like, the hardest level, you know? I feel like, you know, people don't look at it as, like, a motorcycle thing. I think it's just, like... If you're a true rocker, you understand. It's like, it's a, you know, it's a life thing, kind of, you know? You're like... You, you get accused of being a biker often? No, 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 no. But I feel like the ride thing, you know, kind of might... Yeah. You know, might give people, you know... I get accused of it all the time. Really? Oh, yeah. People are like, who are you? I but, get the vest on, bro. You know, I was going to say, it's the leather. It's the leather. So I get it. I probably... I, I don't get it all because no leather, you know? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Fucking people always uh, accuse me of being somebody that they met once or twice. I'm like, I'm fucking riding no bike. <laughs> fucking like, <laughs> sorry, man. Hey, you know. Yeah. You feel good about that though. You you feel like not riding a bike is that some? You feel content? Oh, absolutely. I have no interest in that stuff. Yeah. You know. Um. I I have I've have very little interest when it comes to stuff like uh, vehicles and cars and stuff like that. You know, cars are what transport gear from point A to point B, and you know, gets you from where you need to be. You know, it's it's cool. You know, if you're into that thing, but it's not my thing. Yeah, it's kind of like I, I, it's a commonality. I think a lot of metalheads uh, mostly just into music, whereas like you know, it's it's similar with jocks. Like, there's not a lot of jocks in a metalhead scene with fucking like. Straight gearheads or whatever, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. fucking like it's just, it's just a different lifestyle, you know? Yeah, no. I feel like, you know, some of that riding thing, you know, it comes along with uh, you know, a, a a part of the culture, I guess. You know. It's you know, it branches out and it grabs those different cultures at different points, I guess. You, you must feel passionate though about vans and buses. I mean, you're a motherfucker who's out there touring a few months out of the year doing this. Oh, you know, I feel very passionate about buses, about nice, comfy buses. <laughs> I, I love them, you know. But, you know, the van, you know, the van is where rock and roll lives and breathes, you know. Really? Absolutely. With like a little ecosystem? like some Well, sort of- you know, not not the good smells and not the bad smells and stuff like that, but, you know, the smell of rock and roll at least. Not like the musty ones, but, you know. The smell of going to a new city every day and the the drives and the scenery, you know, and stuff like that. Really? That's how I feel about it. So it, it basically, it percolates the senses to be alive like this. And, and, you know, and it can it can get on a spiritual level at times. What's so spiritual know? about that level? What, what is that? Uh, you know, I guess it depends on uh, how, how much you feel the rock and roll, you know. If you know, you, you know what I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's something that you live and breathe. So, you know, it's like... The purest essence is in the van driving, you know, playing those shows. Absolutely. Am I right or am I right? It, 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 you know, it's magical, bro. <laughs> like in 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 the 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 weirdest, most uh, you know, 
you know, uh, masochistic way, I guess, you know, you know, destroying yourself for sleeping in the van, you know, all to play rock and roll, you know? Yeah. That's what it's about, I guess, if that's your part of it, you know? Why, how are that's, you killing yourself? You look good to me. You look alive. I know, how are you it, killing yourself? You no, know, it's my back. That's all. It's your back. It's just back. What, you're not but, like you know, a cutter or something, right? Like no, 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 no. I, I'm not like, you know, I'm not killing myself to live or anything like that. You yeah. know, not that kind of deal, you know? It's good to I'm just trying to find a good place to sleep, that's all. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm just looking for that nice, comfortable rest for the night. Where, so, like, is it is this like wherever ma- I may roam? Where it, I may? Lay I don't know. It? I don't. I don't feel like they were on uh, on that level of lack of luxury at that time to write that song. You sure? You know? <laughs> I don't know. You know, they were writing. It, you know, but Justice was doing pretty well for them. I don't think. I don't think they were. You know, they just weren't home. <laughs> I think that's what they were talking about. It's like nothing hard was going on for them at that time. Do you ever hear that though in your head when you when you lay your head? Do I hear the song playing in my head? Yeah. <laughs> what is I hear the what is it the sitar at the beginning? You know. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, if my only. body lies, but still I roam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's because somebody else is driving the van while I'm asleep. Sometimes. <laughs> what about? I, do you ever find yourself in a situation at the end of the night with the echoes of the amplifiers ringing in your head? <laughs> you smoked the day's last cigarette. And you kind of remember, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, uh-huh. and then and then the saxophone in the background. It's saxophone, right? <laughs> yeah. It's saxophone. No, that's Kirk Hammett. That's a whammy. That's fucking <laughs> oh, wild. Oh, oh we're talking about the Metallica yeah, version. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I only think of the I think of the saxophone, not the amplifiers. That's true. It is that that unmistakable wah. You just... ever get you ever get fucked up like in ways where you like listen to the songs years later. And you kind of like reinterpret it to like them being like singing to each other about being a band. Like, like some of these Fleetwood Mac songs are interesting because they're all banging each other. Yeah, like, that's, you know. that was a way different dynamic. I feel like, you know, they were just too drunk really to be, you know, worrying about that. I think they were, I think they barely remember half of that shit, you know? So, what about like, you know, like I hear Woody Nelson's fucking on the road again and I get fucking emotional. Like, I'm like, wow. This is for the funeral. It's, it's it's stuff you relate to, you know. It's like, I you know, I always get that way about stuff that you know. It's about the stuff that hits that note. The uh, the eternal relate, you know. Eternal relate. The eternal relate. Relate, really? You know, like you know, was that Final Fantasy Seven? I, I don't is know. That? Is that uh, it's a fucking spell? Is is that some is sort that? of shaman bullshit? <laughs> some sort of mystical fucking? That's what that is. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. It's it's uh, it's deep. But, you know, it's like uh, when, you, when you feel the song, you know, on that level that hits you, you know. Oh, fuck yeah. But isn't it nice, though, to, like, not listen to death metal when you're out there and just fucking pump up the fucking <sighs> little lucky star, some oh, holiday? Absolutely. Christ, I love silence. Silence. I love silence. What, Simon, Simon and Garfunkel. No, like dead silence. Really? Lack of sound, complete lack of sound. Really? Sometimes it is my favorite thing in the world. Come uh, on, dude! It's sometimes like when I'm driving, hear just, the silence so loud. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Really? But uh, but no, sometimes you know I love just chill. Do you ever like have like get lost in the silence and you're like cool. absolutely? Like so, what's that like? You know, it's 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 heavy sometimes. You know, a lot of thought, and but then sometimes you just realize. But you know, half the time when this is happening, let's be honest. You know, there's some <laughs> level of marijuana in the in the situation. Absolutely. So you know, it's I guess it's all about where your mind takes you at that moment. Yeah. 
What a great time for pot. I can't even believe this is the world we live in, honestly. I say it every day. I was like, I didn't think in my lifetime what I would see. The fact that we're right down the street, too. Yeah, the pot shop. <laughs> From a stop. shop yeah. that sells marijuana in Massachusetts. They had, like, emergency meetings because, like, every fucking idiot in the world was fucking driving literally like there's people from like nova scotia coming down and shit yes. like a yeah, pot holiday. like is it what is it like one of the closest spots up like for canadians back well it doesn't matter with them because fucking they got a legal too that's what i'm saying bro Don't this think, is true go back to fest this year in montreal oh, i know when is that october well, is that? coming up september 13th september, i gotta it's i gotta see what the schedule is but it's tempting this past year was very tempting but i think i was i forget where i was but yeah, so what's that like? I mean, because you're out there all the time. Oh. And you don't even, that's what I'm saying. You're talking about the magical, motherfucking, mystical haze and the, and the, and, and the eternal relate. Where yeah. Like you, but like, it, it's this, you know, peculiar disconnection that you have between it, time and space. It is. Uh, it, you know, I miss out on everything. I was just telling our friend Griffin earlier. I was like, it's like touring's fun until you start realizing that you miss out on the death of your family and people getting married all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, oh wow, <laughs> you're watching other people's lives <laughs> just move straight ahead, and there you are, you know. But yeah. hey, it's all about what you want to do in your in your life path, you know. I guess slave to the grind. It's, it's good role. It's true. <laughs> it's true. It's you know exactly what I mean. So yeah. So what's that? I mean, like, I get lonely. You get lonely. That's why you like the silence and all that shit, just to hear yourself cry. Yeah, I fucking... think we all get lonely once in a while, but I also enjoy being lonely at times, too. Yeah. I enjoy not being lonely, but being alone, Yeah, you know? Just not bothered. Just, yeah, doing my own thing, you know? You guys have a camp out? Uh, not really. Um, we generally like to, we, we keep around the home base van area. Always try to keep a very, very safe eye. Always try to, uh, always, we're always on the move kind of thing too. Always trying to be out of any situation as quick as possible. If need be, you know, just to stay safer. Fucking Ninja Cowboy shit, bro. Well, you know, all the shit you always hear about. It, like, what, what do you always hear about? What uh, is bands getting broken into and, really? and stuff like that. You know, really? there's pirates out there. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you know, they're you know they're land pirates, but you know they're pirates, urban pirates. Yeah, they're out there. You know, so you got to be on the move always, never staying in cities ever. It's, I mean, it's like a huge rule. We've known people who've gotten robbed on buses in Europe. And I shit. got yeah, exactly. It's like Christ. Uh, what was it dysentery? Was in San Fran two or three years ago. Our van got broken into. Side window got smashed. All the gear stayed, but one of our friends' backpacks got taken. That's it. That's it. But San Fran, tiny little minivan. You know, it's like anything susceptible. Don't fuck with cities. <laughs> it's know, not worth it. There's a lot of people that broad, are broad daylight too. Really, mm-hmm. brazen motherfuckers. Yes, there's a lot of people I'm aware of who have been robbed in fucking San Francisco. I wonder if it's because like it's so expensive to live, people just are fucking desperate. Maybe you know? like, St. Louis is a sucker for it too. Oh, brutal down there. St. Louis, we we just don't even bother. We just one to two people out at the van all the time. Really? All, always. Yeah. My goodness. Don't even fuck around. Not even worth the time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And you just stay there. See, you can't just like barbecue because you probably rotate. attract people and fucking like... Yeah, rotate. Thankfully, usually we try to keep a caravan, you know, of uh, bands around and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. You got to watch your own, but nobody... Yeah, you don't want to fuck around in St. Louis. It sucks. 
Did you hear the one about Abigail Williams? No. I think there was uh it was somewhere in Cleveland. And they were in the middle of a loadout. And fucking like dude just came up and just like straight up jacked them. Like Jesus. fucking like, like That's why you always gotta be prepared too. Yeah. Always gotta have something quick and Blunt, really, <laughs> around oh, mini baseball bats. Oh fuck yeah! It's like stuff like that. You Little gotta, you just gotta have around. Yeah, you know, and it sucks. Yeah, you ever <laughs> practice together, like your little martial arts uh, and all that? No, like, I don't. No, no, no boss rooting. Fucking no, I don't want to have to actually practice for that shit. No, you know, but if it has is to have, if it has to happen, you know, I would just give him the eternal fucking relate. <laughs> Just, I don't know, think like, they're looking. The they're Hadouken. not looking for the eternal relate. <laughs> they are not. They, there's nothing eternal in their game plan. There is, it is in the now, you know, for that then result. You know, <laughs> the eternal relate does not happen. Is the now result? Ah, there's been like weird situations. Like and it's a thing. Like we've like pulled up the gas stations, and it's like we need some money, and then like you accidentally like pull out like this large wad of cash in front of a group of characters you're yeah like, fuck dude i just did that like yeah <laughs> it's easy to be sloppy with that shit yes exactly that's why i try not to, like try not to yeah so this is real cowboy shit though in the dark fucking riding overnight fucking don't want to stay here too long fellas go catch on to us go get on yonder always be on the move will always helps us to be punctual for the next day too Yeah It's all about trying to have that You know Be on the shit Oh fuck yeah You know That's You know At least that way When you're packing near the venue It's like Not as obvious Like it, it's a lot easier For them to contain it Because there's usually People working along with security And yeah, whatever yeah. else You know And at least gives you The opportunity to have A good packing spot To spend the day And then go Always. do shit Always that's, that's worth It's weight in gold You know what, so what's what's the routine like if you were to fucking show up at like eight in the morning at some fucking city after driving six hours overnight? And Find fucking... the first coffee spot nearby. Really? That is absolutely always the first game plan, pretty much. What is it about the coffee shop besides coffee that's crucial? God. Well, the warmth, especially when you're touring in the winter. You know, the warmth of that coffee shop is crucial, but coffee is just the life's blood in general. So, you know, it's like, it's either that or a nice, crispy, cold polar. Really? That's pretty much, that's... You know, but if I'm outside of, you know, polar country, I'll be looking for the Perrier sometimes, you know, or uh, what else? There's the Bubbly, which isn't bad, uh, but Perrier is usually pretty good. Or if you're in the right areas, uh, what is it, the old Topo Chico? Are you familiar? Nah, nah, nah. Topo Chico sparkling mineral water? Yeah, really? <laughs> Top notch. Oh, Topo uh, Chico? The Topo Chico. Yeah, you what? find it a lot in Texas and stuff like that, and sometimes various parts of, you know, like West and like Northwest and stuff like that, but I'm a big uh, seltzer guy, so I'm always on the lookout for good non-polars, but polar is the king, absolutely, when it comes to seltzer, without a doubt. LaCroix, I'm sorry, but... Not even can't, really? can't even hold a candle. Come on, Lacroix is trash in comparison to Polar. My goodness, yes, my goodness. You go to any comparable flavor, ver- Lacroix versus Polar. Really, Polar crushes it every day. We've taken it for granted all our lives. Yeah, you know, Lacroix is, just has nationwide distribution, so everybody's on it. Polar doesn't get, have that kind of reach, you know. How sick would it be if fucking Polo fucking put Worcester on the map bigger than Boston? <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's that's Polar is the one key to possibly making it happen. Really? Yeah. You know, World if domination. You, if, if you're listening to Polar, you really need to get on top of this. <laughs> Dude, but that's the thing. I don't really like salsa. 
And like we drove how long, whatever. We ended up in Albert, uh, no, somewhere in like uh, some reservation in New Mexico. And I had my first New Mexican fucking chili with fucking uh, a can of LaCroix. And that was like one of the most simplest, fucking most eloquent, fucking don't, like delicacies. Don't I've ever get had. me wrong; there are some good Lacroix flavors, oh, yeah. but in comparison to the polar equivalents, unmatched. But I, I've only become a seltzer guy in the past couple of years. But I'm very much. It's also been in a large effort to take most of the sugar out of my diet. So I've just been doing black, oh, yeah. black coffee and, and polar. Those are those go. are my. Those are my go-tos. No water? I do water, yeah. you know, but polar is just water with f- natural flavor, so, you know. I beat down the polar so hard. Fucking, yeah. like, seriously. It, like, I could, I could drink a 12 a night, probably. Honestly. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, and they're, what, what's beautiful is how refreshing they are when they're nice and cold. Oh, yeah. Nice sparkling water, and you don't feel like you're rotting yourself away with tons of sugar. No. You know, it's, it's guilt-free. Love it. It's good. That's how I feel about coffee, too. But when it's too much, you start getting a little... You're like, all right, I got to cool it on this uh, crack juice here. <laughs> so, you know, but. 15 years ago, we're smoking weed behind the chopping block. Now we're talking about seltzer. Oh. <laughs> uh, actually, it's longer than longer than 15 years ago because I think the first last chopping block show. What, when was the last chopping block show? Probably four or five. End of, four t- uh, end of four? Four or five, somewhere around there. Something like that. Yeah. So 15. On the dot pretty much then at this point. Crazy. Wow. I, I don't even I was thinking about this the other day just like just in retrospect like the countless amount of shows that happened in the early 2000s in the Boston area and like just the same 20 people that just attended yeah. every show pretty much and it never really broke out nope. much beyond that with the ex- rare touring band coming through and bringing an extra 15 20 people or something to the show it was funny how it just never never really expanded and now this this whole new generation of kids that are, exist in the local scene that's just like flourishing know, it's very cool to see it's just uh it's there's so much more for it there's oh, yeah. like how many how many venues were there nothing and, and, like it was o'brien's and chopping, and chopping block. block and like middle east wasn't really doing metal shows yeah, like once regularly. every yeah. rare yeah and then like you had all Asia well, for a hot minute. We missed out on the rat. We weren't really yes, a part of that exactly. wave. So then, like, yeah, you had some Lansdowne Street stuff. Like, but that was like big show stuff. It Bill's wasn't a bar local... once in a while or something like that. Right. Again. And then what? Jamaica Plain had. No, I mean, Midway wasn't really a thing. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it happened a little bit later. Was there anything in Jamaica I Plain? Mean, it'd like, it'd be like a random, like maybe like a punk house like show or something like that. But that's you know. But the, yeah, that. But only that there was a lot of other places to do shows that never like Jared's in North Attleboro. Yeah, that was random shows would happen yeah. there too. Yeah, it would be whenever anybody it, you know it's the place you could afford. I, I did that a few times. It's like Jared was the only place that was a decent halfway size venue that you could actually get access to and not pay an arm and a leg to do the show. That's why they did. The, what was it like that? Like enslaved show was there. Yeah, like yeah. there was a couple random shows there. Like Mortician a- played Anal there. Blast. I think it was Anal Blast. Yeah, it's like. A bunch of that stuff, but that's nice form. Yes, that's right. But there would be cool stuff, but it would be few and far between. And now, like, bands coming through Boston is actually a thing. It doesn't seem like they're doing any fucking VFW or hall stuff, shows uh, now. That stuff seems like Cambridge Elks, Cambridge Elks still gets stuff, but that's it. But I that's think. it? Yeah. 
And that's like a, a long-standing tradition. And I though, think, like, and I think any DIY shows are hush, hu- too hush, hush because what was it like? Had to have been like six or seven, maybe even eight years ago. Now there was like the cop, lo- there was like the police lockdown on like underground show on like DIY shows, and so it stopped being like advertised. Were you there for the lockdown? I was. It was a, one of them was a sex Roman show. Really? I think it was sex Roman ramming speed. Really? Um, we were doing like a five day thing with them or something like that. And we, I think neither us or Ramming Speed had played. Um, like one or two bands had played. And then, like, I was literally just hanging out right there, I think, you know, just hanging out with a bunch of people just smoking. And all of a sudden, a couple dudes just roll in, clearly, cops clearly shutting the place down. <laughs> like, oh boy. What's that like? They got like the flashlights out. No, and all it that? wasn't. They were just, they just came in wearing jackets and they just started getting loud. Yeah. Oh, they, they didn't have a bullhorn or nothing? No, like that? no, no. Like, they just made it be known that they were like there, you know. They didn't like shutting fucking, shit down. They but didn't I, tase any of the. Uh, no, no. I think they were just looking for kids. Really? I think. I think they were looking for people underage drinkers or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh I think after that whole lockdown thing too, I think people stopped advertising a lot of DIY shows. So maybe we're out of maybe we're the out of touch people now. Fucking so, right. You know, it could ha- it could happen. Well, I mean basement shows is one thing, but hall shows don't seem the fucking all ages like we- Cambridge Oaks is the only spot. Remember we played and this came out recently. Somebody told me they were at it. Oh, it was the kids from Vomit Fourth where um you we we played in Lenox, Massachusetts. Lenox, fucking, it's out in the the Berkshires, bro. You actually had to drive oh. into like you had to drive into You're New York singer, to singer. get there. Yeah, yeah. It was what was it? Abnormality, dysentery. Yeah, maybe like it was composted. composted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was some Western Mass show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> like my wife is like drinking fucking and wine. That had, that had to have been like oh nine two thousand ten maybe. Yeah, something like that. And I can't remember really anything. Like even then, I'm like, wow, they're fucking still doing these shit. Fuck, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. It's like I was just surprised because truth be told, dude, there's enough going on at Palladium where they don't really seem like they're doing that stuff. Like there's a ton of younger bands that are playing there, selling tickets, hustling. Oh yeah, and you know, there's just no. They're fine. They're being sustained with their own rotation of constantly replaceable bands to open their spots but you know it's there's a whole new generation that thinks that's an acceptable way to pay your dues so hey you know you they can do what they need to do you know well that's the thing it's like <laughs> a lot of bands is kind of skipping out on that diy for the you know like i think it's also a part i think it's it's a generation gap number one and i think it's number two about where their roots lay you know they probably lay in more mainstream stuff that doesn't have the DIY ethic. It kind of, you know, they miss those bands in their DIY phases. And, you know, they only caught them in their uh, big, glossy, shiny phases. So they just go for playing those level of shows. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's... It, this is de- right now. This is some definite get off my lawn stuff right now. Really? Going. This is this is some old man shit right now. Oh, we're I know. About, yeah, they're like you know. It's a running theme with this fucking but, podcast because it's more like I don't really know what to think about. I mean, you know, dude, it's weird being. I hate. I'm not a fucking millennial. We had fucking analog childhoods, and then we had fucking digital fucking yeah teenage years and fucking all that we're, shit. We we cross that gap a little bit we saw we our generation was you know been through each portion of it we were there pre-internet yeah. boom and there we were you know beyond adolescence when it was a thing but we grew into it kind of weird it's you know 
interesting, but it's, I don't know. We, we started in the DIY, you know, I think with a little bit more pure, with more purity, I guess, in, in like not knowing what we were doing, you know, there's so much more available now to how to do it if you want to do it a certain way. But what, you know, I would have to say we're at least a solid decade into the proliferation of pay to play oh, yeah. being a thing for promoters and even though for a long time in the northeast we kind of kept it out for a lot it kind of became such a thing nationwide that it just kind of eventually made it way in and people stopped caring i think it's always been there but it was never really always in the metal scene yeah you know like it's just seeped in way more i guess i mean la is a different scenario i think it's always been established in la and the fact is they they teach that model that's like if you go to fucking yes it's because the money making model right yeah exactly yeah it's true it is about how much is coming in but like it's funny how much it's seeped into even like the most like underground stuff at times it's like oh it's like never anticipated to go there yeah but hey like where that's i don't know as far as uh extremely underground bands thinking they're extremely important not not naming not even thinking of anybody in particular but you know it's like that general case of when you see uh an underground band being you know thinking they're way too important kind of thing you know it's like seeing that more and more you're like no even nowadays you're even in more insignificance back in the grand scheme of things you know what i mean now that it's it's such an oversaturated thing and it's you know are you talking about fucking like uh Take themselves like serious and all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. at the end of the day, we just like dick and fat jokes. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's like, like bro, we're like literally metal. we're literally playing the most ridiculous music imaginable. Yeah, you know, it's like so. Why are you taking like literally <laughs> guitar amps weren't supposed to make those noises. Human beings weren't supposed to make those noises. Like we weren't supposed to be playing at these speeds. Like all of this stuff, we're playing the most ridiculous music possible. Why are you taking yourself seriously? Like I know, in its essence, you know there is a seriousness to the music, but don't take yourself seriously. Like you <laughs> take some, the music yeah. seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the way I see it, at least. No, I, I know what you mean because at the end of the day, I think there's like as like hyper connected as motherfuckers are. They still ain't showing up and, and fucking um, supporting. Yeah. I think many of the best players who are putting stuff up online and all that, videos of themselves doing the thing, they're not the guys who are playing out often. They're not really proven no, like stage it's, players it's, to me. It's a, it's a completely different thing. There's a, there's a whole other sect now of like that whole bedroom player thing is like a real viable community and where I'm not knocking it at all because literally some of the best players in the game are out there, but it's this whole other thing where it's like its own scene and its own genre almost. I you totally know? agree. Yeah. Um, but like literally dudes that I could never even dream to be on their level or like doing that. But you know, uh, I just, I know you agree with me on that, but there's a, a natural organic feeling that comes with playing live and jamming with a band and stuff like that that's, in, that's unable to be achieved in any other way. Like, practicing by yourself to tracks and stuff is cool and everything, but that's not where I get my kicks playing, you know, music. You know, it's like ha- three quarters of it is the magic of jamming with a band and playing live and, you know, uh, sharing your thing with people. Oh fuck you! You know it's like and performing though. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's yeah. it's about performing and yeah. fucking giving people a show. Yeah, and you know, 
there's a <laughs> the gospel of kiss. There, there's a there, like Paul Pretty Stanley much. said. There's a fucking art to selling out fucking halls, and yeah. there's an art to fucking convincing motherfuckers to get in the car and drive an hour, two hours. And give their hard-earned money to you just to be like, I want to fucking be in the same room and view yeah, yeah. this motherfucker doing this thing, you know? Like, that's what's up. It's yeah. like, that's what's being lost, Yeah, you know? it's like if you, you know, you care or not. Some people care. Some people half care. Some people don't care, yeah. you know? Everybody, that's the beauty of music. You can love it for different reasons, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. It's like, but, you know, I yeah, I'm all about trying to make people like, oh, you want to come? try to make it the best i can for you yeah (laughs) yeah that's the thing i i think that there's many musicians though nowadays when you talk about taking yourself too seriously they're not fans i was a fan before i was a musician being a fan fucking possessed me to fucking play air guitar which leads to fucking becoming a fucking musician right that's also i think that also leads to where you end up as a musician you know it's there's there's uh, there's there's the fan musician who's like you know who loves the craft but also loves everything that surrounds the craft you know and that's where you know you find your true rockers you know you you know like i use that term when i mean people that are truly like passionate about the craft and you know are all about everything to do with it you know like you know we we love playing heavy metal and all of the styles and stuff like that so we invest our time in exploring it as much as possible and trying to find all this stuff like that now i feel like that's a different breed of musician as there is like the uh you know i guess the musician that's more of the fan of the the craft itself of let's say maybe their instrument of choice or what they dig necessarily about the music you know it's all just like the different facets it's kind of like the bedroom player thing versus the live player thing it's just all like those little sects of where musicians kind of branch off into i guess oh sure waxing philosophical very very high right now no, 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 no. It's but you know, it's a good day. Could be a little rambly, but you know, sunshine bottoms up. <laughs> um, that's like the thing too is like because I, I think an, I noticed immediately when I started playing guitar, like twelve, thirteen years old, and amongst my peers, there was always a few dudes that were great players, but they literally could never stand up and play. Like they, they can only play good sitting down. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah, like, yeah. Th- like there's guys you've known guys. I'm sure that who are like that. And well, that's I, like, I huh? think that's also like the bedroom player kind of guys. I guess yeah. you know I could be generalizing because I don't really know. But like I'm, you know, I'm fine with whatever. It's it's all about you know. I guess it's like a silly way of being like versatile with it. it's like I want to be able to play up, sitting up, standing up, and sitting down. But you know. But um, you don't want to just be able to play standing up. You want no. to be able to walk around. You want to be able to fucking headbang. You want to be able to fucking pound your feet and yeah. fucking play in synchronicity with your fucking dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's that's the beautiful thing. That's the exactly. showmanship of it all. You know, like at the end of the day, it's like people aren't talking about the Rolling Stones fucking writing fucking incredible albums for the past thirty years because all that shit was great in the sixties. What's fucking fantastic about in the seventies too, but like what's fantastic what people talk about with the Stones is how fucking old they are and how hard they still fucking perform. Yes, and tour. Yeah, exactly. You know? Well, it's kind of like down to that thing. It's like I don't know my personal philosophy when it comes to live performances. Like nobody's gonna give a shit about you if you don't give a shit about your your own material, your set, how you feel about your own stuff. You know, it's like yeah. you give, you put out 
what you hope to get back, you know, and if, you know, people aren't feeling it, it's probably because it maybe isn't their bag. But, you know, some people, if they see you feeling it, there's a more likelihood of them that they're going to feel it a little bit more. You know, you know that. Did you ever have a fucking oh shit sort of like come to God fucking cathartic moment when you were, you came to a complete understanding that shit, I'm in too deep and I can't stop doing this? As far as playing in bands and like yeah. doing like the music thing, yeah. Um, I I think I just kind of realized it over time, you know. Like, uh, probably when like late two thousands rolled around, when I realized like I, like I think at that time when I was like truly in like a peak of band hornness as far as playing in as many projects as possible. Like I was just like I can't live without this. Like it's literally like a main. It's like a main facet of like what makes me who I am, I feel like, and what gives me purpose and what makes me want to keep doing shit. You know what I mean? It's just like that, that constancy It's like, you know, it's like, you know, when you're a kid, the reason why you start playing in the first place, it's like, oh, it's like, uh, maybe try jamming with some friends. Oh, maybe make a demo, make an album. Hey, let's maybe drive somewhere, play some shows. It's like kind of that constant stuff. It's like, well, let's see how far we can take this. And when you realize like people are actually like, you know, people kind of get what you're doing. You're like, all right, maybe, maybe we're doing, maybe we're fighting the good fight, you know? So, you know, keep on going. But like, I kind of realized, like, I don't know, when I kind of had, like, an insatiable need to, like, constantly want to keep on playing and, like, you know, play new places, you know, do that whole thing. I was like, yeah, it's like, like, I kind of noticed eventually that it's like, yeah, it's like kind of, I'm going to be one of those guys that it's always going to do it. It's always going to be part of my life as long as I can do it for, you know? Oh, yeah. I know. (laughs) But, yeah, it didn't click. But I kind of just noticed it after a while. I was like, I can't stop, yeah. you know? Because well, like, it's your routine, like yeah. you're saying. You know, it's become it's part of your daily, weekly fucking functionality, yeah. you know? Exactly. It's like, and it's if I'm not fucking playing, I'm obsessing about gear or looking at, you know, pictures of gear or something like that. Because you know, I'm, you know, it's like, that's my thing. Like, it's, uh, my thing is like guitars and basses and, and music. That's like, that's all... I invest my time and interest in pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That's the way I see it, you know? Try to, you know. But you're still buying merch and shit. And fucking oh, well, yeah. And well, that's, that, goes, well, that goes along with the music thing, I feel like, you know? It's for the passion of it, you know? And wanting to and always support, you know? It's like you never, you know, you always want to be able to kind of deal like that. But... Oh, ho, 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 ho. That is a big old no-no. We do, we do not encourage cats in the trash or any of that. What was your first concert? First concert. It was probably, I think, Aerosmith or something with my mom when I was a kid. Get, she, get a Grip or something like something, that? I think it was get a, probably something like that. Because my mom like, was since day one like huge Aerosmith fan. Oh yeah. And my parents were just like your cla- your average seventies hard rock fan. So yep. it was the easy progression. Yeah. Like, you know, lots of uh lots of Floyd, Zeppelin, you know, my mom was big in Alice Cooper and Aerosmith. Uh lots of um I don't know, just all all lots of uh Elton John. Lots of Elton John, my dad loved Elton John. So, you know, it's typical and then from there I think, you know, 
I had I had a couple like random albums, but I think I had like one of the early ones was like I think Beavis and Butthead Experience was like one of those early ones. The compilation, yeah, exactly. And, and then yeah. then it was like, and then when I got into my own thing, I I went to the library and I found a a cassette copy of Injustice for All, and I did like a a cassette copy of that when I was a kid. Really? And I didn't really know though. Yeah, I just had it, and then I was like, all right, this is cool. And it was just kind of like. Then the easy progression from there, you know, the classic metal from there. And then I found, like, old school hardcore and then the mixing and then, you know, power metal and then death metal. Yeah. But, you know, so that's kind of like the eventual progression. It was just by parents being, like, your average 70s hard rock people. No, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, dude, growing up in this area, it's hard to ignore Aerosmith. Because, yeah, like, exactly. it's like, you, you know, you, you have family and, they, and everywhere you go, they're like, well, I saw Aerosmith play here in the 70s. Exactly. Like, you know, like, exactly. and it's just and some it, random if it's not place. Aerosmith stories, it's Jay Giles stories. Jay Giles, huge. Huge. <laughs> they, they met Peter Wolf. Yeah. They know Peter Wolf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've met Peter Wolf. See, there you go. I've met Peter Wolf twice. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> But that's what's up. It's yeah, like, yeah you exactly. Know. But you know, it was. I felt like you know, it was always the easy progression. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. It's a good time though. Fucking like the seventies is is. Here's the thing though about the seventies. I was listening to that band Flight, and there's a, this other band Witchwood, and I'm just like, there's more seventies stuff now than there was in the seventies, bro. Yes. Like straight up. Oh yeah. Like. There's more of it. Like it's everybody, crazy. well, everybody's learned the craft of distilling, like exactly what they're looking for in those styles, and like being able to create like way more pure product now, and like being able to like get it down to a science almost. You know, it's like so you hear some of these new bands, like Jesus, they know exactly how to hit me every time or something like that. And sometimes those albums, like they hit you, like it's scary. You know? Oh yeah. It's like, but you know, they've had several decades to figure it out where these bands are just pissing in the wind and hoping that some of it was going to be memorable you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> it's crazy though and because it plays in the fact too that there was tons of stuff in the 80s that was completely missed and now people are like regarding it to yes. be like like way better than it really ever was or is you know? oh yeah like, some of it gets hyped to the point where it far surpasses its actual talent level yeah absolutely yeah, absolutely but you know, it's. I think it's just. Uh, you know, it is nice to see people wanting to give stuff its due. But it's also there's the hype culture with it, the hipster culture with it. So everybody wants to be on top of something, you know, while it's still mildly obscure. But when you know it's popping, you know. <laughs> is that a weird though that it's like become like that's like a legitimate thing like the hype culture? I yeah. mean, like maybe it's. I mean, somewhat contained to just motherfuckers like in this sort of way of well, life. I get- Hype culture is probably no different than any other popular uh, wave. It's just kind of dressed up, I guess, a little differently now. You know, it's kind of just kind of done in a different niche crowd kind of thing. I don't know. Social media? Kind of, sort of, I guess. And like, I don't know, the way people interpret it now. It's like, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a trend just packaged differently. You know, a little bit cooler, you know. But, you know, if it's genuine, I guess... You shouldn't give a shit, though. Yeah. But what's genuine these days? Oh. I mean, it's You just to either me... know or you don't. Yeah. Or and sometimes you don't. I feel like anything from Norway is. Like, you know, there's yeah. certain, like, there's certain yes, scenes I know areas what you mean there. that's yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, that's a genuine, like, it's not like it's like really fucking overbloated or whatever. Right? Yeah, you know? I know what you mean. There's a good know. attention to detail, you know? Yeah, even like, I don't know, you know, I think... 
when you know when you know what you're looking for well enough, you know, and you spend enough time, I guess, knowing your craft. I guess you kind of get you you hope you're better at gen- what recognizing what's genuine a little bit more. But you know, sometimes you know. But if you don't, who cares? If you enjoy it and you enjoy it, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Whatever, you know? Uh. <laughs> you know, how many times have somebody told you you're a dork for listening to something you absolutely love? So it's like, whatever. It seems like a lot of that's off the table now. It is more than ever. You know, that kind of taboo that existed that long ago doesn't so much yeah. now. And it is cool to see. Um, but I think also with that, it allows for a lot of, I guess, a lot more bullshit. You know, but... That's just the product of where we are in this day and age. People being too positive about like... <laughs> you know, everything, you know, everything from an outside source coming in, maybe affecting things the wrong way or making things not as genuine as it should be or something like that. But that's just going to happen with nowadays, you know, I, I guess I'm going to be that guy. But internet culture, you know, just the widespread of information and knowledge of how easy it is for people to find things is just, it's going to make the accessibility more, you know. So obviously the the product of that is going to be more, you know, bullshit in general and sometimes some good stuff and sometimes people don't even know what they're doing but sometimes it comes off as good whatever you know i I, you know i try not to keep too much track anymore just if i like it i like it if i don't eh, whatever yeah for me it's like always mind-blowing to see people posting like 20 albums that they listen to throughout the year that came out only in like the current year because I'm like, if I get hung up on something, that's all I'll listen to for like a week or two straight. Yeah. And like, I don't have time. I'm still finding old shit. That's yeah, like blowing I know my what mind. you mean. I'm you trying. Like, yeah. I, I got to say, this year, I made a very conscious effort, and I thank it partially to the Bandcamp app. Yeah. I've been kind of just making a really big point to be checking out more new releases, because I've been kind of bad in the past few years i've been you know doing that thing where i'm like way more interested in just going back and just kind of digging in the past and stuff like that i'm still trying to do that but when i'm doing my drives and stuff like that i'll pop on my Bandcamp app and check out new releases and stuff like that and give them a few listens but um you only get a few listens until they're like all right i know it it keeps me moving on though so i'm constantly checking out shit and i'm always giving stuff listens so you know granted because of this accessibility thing you you tend to stick with stuff less because it's constantly moving but there's been a couple albums that i held on to and you know i listened to and stuff like that but i'm always trying to at least give things listens and, you know, I might not be giving it my full attention, but I'm trying to at least constantly explore. Yeah. You know, because I just don't want to, I don't know. I always want to try to find something to expand the palette a little bit or a touch of a different influence. Just, you know, you know, just trying to stir something into the pot, something else that you dig, you know, or maybe discovering or maybe finding something that you didn't know you Doug, but founding finding in another in somebody else's flavor you know i don't know yeah it's crazy 
Uh, it's, <laughs> that's the beauty of music, and that's why you know that's the reason why I always come back to it. You know, and that's what. But that's and that's what I've kind of found rewarding about listen, trying to keep myself on the new music tip. Yeah, you know. Because there's always so many new bands that are distilling what we like about some of the classic stuff, being able to get it down to more of a science. But sometimes it's a little too much, you know? But sometimes it tickles the right fancy. I think it was a great year for death metal. I think it is. I think the past, yeah, this year was kind of ridiculous. It really was. For death metal. And I haven't even finished catching up on last year's like amount of death metal but that's like what i was that's why i would like the Bandcamp thing is beautiful because every band is unloading uh, uploading the demos or like you know previews of full lengths and stuff like that and even major la- and even well not major labels but bigger labels are you know like like dark descent is like a stupid up- output but at least i can check out some of the new releases and see what i want to gravitate more you know to you know check out stuff before i dive in you know like, but that's what I like, and the labels are getting on top of that, which is nice. Oh yeah, it's kind of you know, it's back at a place now where like there's a ton of labels that you could sign up for, or just sort of like be in on and know that everything they're doing's great. Like, I mean, a lot of people feel that way with Dark Descent. You get your twenty bucks spin, fucking exactly. nuclear war now, fucking hell's you know. I mean, th- th- these guys have been at it for years. That's yes. the thing too. They've but been at it for now, 10 just years, people you know? are really starting, starting to finally give them the, the due time, which is nice. It's good to see those labels actually like getting good crowds and people mm-hmm. paying attention to the releases instead of just the same diehards, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. Fucking, I don't know. It's but, a, it's a fucking crazy microeconomic. Another fucking, byproduct of the times. Yeah. You oh know? yeah, because it's High all mail order. It's all fucking. It's all fucking. Not so much social media. It's all websites. It's not like the you know. Yeah. I I don't want to fucking like slight them, but it's you know. I mean, Metal Blade started with mail order too. So let's just be realistic. Like I mean, I still I you know used to buy a lot of mail order from fucking yeah. Hell's Headbangers over the years, but the websites really kind of changed the game and how that's all fucking yep. done. You know. I remember fucking. <laughs> Like the the mail order catalog is like no like I got one from Sweetwater I made yeah. my first ever Sweetwater order and I was fucking you get like, the phone calls no no oh uh, no <laughs> no nice I know that Sweetwater fucking... Sweetwater rules though yeah yeah I've heard like yeah I got a rep now bro yeah well, like, exactly what the fuck is this? but the, that's you know yeah. they they try to kill it at the customer service game and you know in an age where people don't. You know, yeah. Some people like it. Some people don't. <laughs> oh, some people love it, and a lot of people hate it. Yeah, though. exactly. That's the thing. I just, I was actually just more, just like kind of astounded. I'm like, I got a catalog. I'm like, wow, uh, fucking dude, like that's the stuff that fueled my dreams as a kid when yeah, I was first playing. Yeah. Is reading musicians' friend top to bottom when I was a kid, being like, I'll never afford any of this yeah, stuff. <laughs> absolutely. But yeah. I don't know, dude. Yeah, fucking uh, is Guitar World still around? Uh, Guitar yeah. Magazine still doing yeah, it? Uh, they're few and far between, but Guitar World still exists. Yeah. All right, so like the tabs, uh, what's the tabs like in those? Are they like doing uh, like cool stuff now? I think it's years, like I think just... like they th- I think it's like they always like throw in a couple cool ones and a bunch of stuff that you know people want. I think kind of deal. Yeah, you know, it's kind of you know they gotta you gotta pull in both crowds. You know, you gotta you gotta pull in the nerds and you gotta pull in you know the people that you wouldn't pull in. Oh shit! Uh, but I think mo- I think most of their bread and butter is probably in the online now. Anyway, yeah, I, I can't tell. I mean, because they just... always posting playthroughs on Guitar World now of like all this stuff. Always trying to post content and stuff really? on their on their websites and stuff like that. Yeah, really. Yeah. How come you haven't been featured yet? Uh, you know, 
Because you're like the smack guy. Like, yeah. you're like you're like the shaman I, I, of gear. Right I like here. I like hanging in the background. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. How you know? I feel you. Guy behind the guy. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's way easier that way. It is. I can be way high. <laughs> I can be way more high. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's sick. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. But you know, and, and that's like the real power positions too. It was like being a tech. How many dirty secrets these techs have yeah, on yeah. bands? I, I, but that's <laughs> always been my bag. It's like I always like knowing the ins and outs. Like you know, I like being, I like being that guy. But you know, people are like catch Gary over here. I'm like, hey man, just because you're biting my shit in the long run, because you're like, oh, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, how much how much gear a year do you buy? Do you, are you willing to admit that a price? I can not even, but. Like yourself though, I'm that gear hunter. Yeah. I like I'm looking I'm looking for that value. Like I'm only buying like the most crucial like Craigslist or Facebook marketplace scores of like I'm like so I'm gonna scoop up that stuff. But you know, like I can't really like I'd say every year for the past couple of years, I've probably been picking up like a couple grand, you know, in a total, you know. Like street price, like for like new gear and stuff like that, you know. But I'm always turning around stuff. That's the thing. Like if I'm picking up something, I'm probably selling another piece off to replace it. So I try to keep you know a tight arsenal. Don't get me wrong, you know. Oh yeah, it's got some meat to it. You yeah. know, I like a spread, but you know, I keep myself uh, in in reins. I'm not like my my good bass player and dysentery, Mr. John Cook Grizzlock, really? who keeps he's he's the he's what I wish I could be if I had no restraint. He collects like a like a motherfucker. Well, what's he got? Oh, he's got he's got a fantastic array of classic old school PV stuff. Uh, like he's got he's got a bunch of good things, a bunch of fifty one fifties lined up. Like he's you know. He he's like me times five. Like got guitar and bass rigs up the ass. Yeah, you know, he's you know, he, he he's got a good he's got a good array. He's a he's a good teammate to have in the gear nerd, the gear <laughs> the gear hoarder uh, circuit. But uh, but I you know I try to keep a, a tight but formidable array. Yeah, at all times, yeah. definitely. But you know, it's always you know chasing that dragon, baby. Always looking for the ultimate tone. You know. So you go out there at least with. At least two bases, right? Two five strings. Uh, this on the, is when uh, you're yes. doing fit for an autopsy. Yeah, man. yes. For for fit, we have two tunings. Really? Yeah. So I f- carry four bases. My goodness. I know. I know. So it's, do you have to have your own little like five rack like that? I um, I, I we generally have a six on my side of the stage on stage right stage tight we call it. Stage tight. Stage tight. My we, goodness. Cause bass player holding it down, man. Oh, I yeah. gotta keep things tight. I know. You know how it goes. Um, we got a six space and I have a stand. So we keep, uh, I keep all four of mine out because I like to have mine all at hand at all time. Got to, I'm like MacGyver. I got to keep all the stuff, you know, yeah. within arm's length. If something goes wrong, I want to be able to have a solution for it, you know. But yeah, so I have four bases at all times, which is ridiculous. But. I'm not about to not have a backup base if something shits the bed. And, you know. Goddamn. It's happened once or twice. Huh? But, you know, shit happens. We play a lot of shows. So. Are you on wireless yet? No, very soon, though. I I, uh, I just, I love cables, but they've been starting to get annoying lately yeah. on, on bigger stages. Oh, well. I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm stages. that asshole. Yes, I understand. I'll never, I'll never do wireless <laughs> or dysentery though. That's it's ridiculous and unnecessary. Like, really? uh, yeah, I, I, I don't care. You're not gonna go out in the crowd and fucking. Oh, dude, I hate that shit. <laughs> that's just the worst. 
Like it's people love it and it's cool for other people, but it's not my thing. You know, you should, I'm I'm here to hold it down. But like, but you know, I gotta shift from side to side sometimes. You know, I gotta you oh, know yeah. gotta work it. You know, yeah, you know, I. You know, I'm I'm here to hold it down, but I got to hold the stage down too. You oh, know, fuck yeah. There's multiple foundations that have to be done. But do you guys have lights? Um, no, we we got have sound. We have a sound guy mostly to cut time though. But you guys are like what six piece band? We uh we're touring as a six uh, touring as a five piece, but we have six six members. Yes, really. Yes. What's the other guy doing? Then? He's we have a th- we have three guitar players, but one of our guitar players is at, he's like a literal recording like studio whiz. Oh, yeah. So he stays home and has a much better career ahead of him than <laughs> anybody who tours. Really. But yeah, so. So he's doing all the everything for you guys and fucking like he well he helps hold it down too like he does he helps like hold it down like management style well this is Will he, him and my guitar player Pat are like the two like like original members kind of like you yeah. know the the main home base and uh, but Will is like a mastermind like he he does phenomenal production work and like kills it and stuff like that but he like he records all our albums and stuff like that and he does all the tracking it's, he's the master all the tracking and like holds it down shit like when i was when i did bass and stuff like you know it was just me and it was me and him like the whole time for bass tracking like he's the master of ceremonies oh, shit. with that band but he has a much better gig being uh, you know great at his craft so really we we just tours a five piece and we have like extra guitar like candy and stuff like that like you know in like you know like samples and stuff like that sometimes and shit like that okay yeah like and there's yeah. a lot of textural shit and stuff like that sometimes in the guitars so so um so yeah three guitar wait two so who, three guitar players on on record yeah. live it's two all right two four all right the math adds up. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to control. five four members six. <laughs> I, I know like, it's it's weird, but you still pe- tour as six people with sound guy. Fucking like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes the yeah. sound guy tours with somebody else. You know, and you guys sell and, your own merch and everything. Yeah, sometimes we have a merch guy. Sometimes we don't. Depends on yeah. what the tour situation is. You know, if the sound guy's rolling with us, kind of deal. It all oh, depends yeah. on what the tour's going on. You know, yeah, doing that shit. But you know, did you book them back in the day? Fit back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dysentery played a bunch of shows with them way back on second New England Death Fest. That they was played, right, yeah, and played like, downstairs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and Dysentery played like their first album CD release show because they used to be on Guy from Record Label. Um, and uh, we did a bunch of shows with them back in the day, like Jersey and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's I guess in the long run, there's always been that connection yeah. between us, and they always have the 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 tight Jersey thing going on like there's always been a connection with mr todd stern really uh, yeah todd's the reason why i basically got you know the rec- one of the recommendations i think todd and brett from revo are like the guys that like i think they both you know put in the good word for me oh shit and kind of so that's I, I i always i always put it on todd <laughs> the, the man fucking the master the psychropic bass master now yeah no they got a new album coming out it. yeah it's sick too it's it, awesome i love it it's a tour of, uh they just the psychropic just announced the tour with aborted yes they did yeah it's that's sick i'm stoked for them it's it's, it's awesome i'm stoked for todd yeah. he's a great man who are you going out with in the future uh got a couple random shows end of the month we go to the i go to the old nam in anaheim go check out some new gear go scope the scene you know see what's going on 
beginning of February, we go to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. This is the fifth for this is the fifth for an autopsy, and then <laughs> and then we do like a fest in Georgia, and then uh, it was in April we go out supporting hate breed obituary terror and the chromags my goodness which is basically kind of like <laughs> jesus bucket like how'd you guys get fucking we were requested by jamie from hate breed really? who we have done shows with in the past i guess we did a job you're gonna ask so him about thanks, evolution <laughs> i know right i would just pick his brain i know i <laughs> did yeah. You remember that time back when you were still born? <laughs> <laughs> but that that tour is kind of bucket list too. Like between touring with Obituary and Chromags, it's like, all right, this is like you ask teenage me, and it's like, nope, yeah. definitely wouldn't imagine that. So I'm pretty stoked about that. That'll be a good time, and that's April. And then in May, uh, I will be going out to Europe with. Uh, with dysentery for our first ever european tour really? which will be a good time looking forward to that hitting up a lot of good spots it's like it's like 10 shows total something like that is eric gonna play drums yep it's Sick. Uh, it's uh, it's uh the real the real deal the real lineup deal which trying to do the least amount of fake lineup shows as possible we love all our fill-in dudes and they always take care of us well but i want to try to give people the real deal you know with that you well, know who's the singer Scott, 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 uh, Scott always. Uh, Scott is the man. Right. Lo- love Scott and John too. So the, yep, so yeah. John, John is our permanent bass player now. That is that is the dysentery lineup. Me, Eric, Scott, and John. So we are now oh. officially uh, New York and Massachusetts connection. You know, bald bearded brothers. Yeah, I know pretty like, much. Wow. I know. And Eric's got cornrows now. Uh, the fuck? Yeah, he shaved his head. What? I, I don't even know what's wrong with that kid. I don't even know. I don't even know what's wrong with him. I was like, listen, you you and John got to hold it down. Have the hair because me and Scott can't do it anymore. <laughs> and, you know, we like, you know. Listen, you see that lighter? Absolutely. You feel good. You know, Eric used to break your balls about fucking your hair. I know. He's he was, the worst. He was relentless. He's such a little cocksucker about it. You feel good about shaving your head? Like, you actually, it's yeah. No, I'm I'm totally fine with it. Like, it's don't get me wrong. That many men struggle Play, with playing. You know? Dude, I see people holding on. I know way we, too far. I know in. many dudes. I and uh, you know, best of luck to them in their endeavors. But dude, shaved head is actually perfectly fine. You yeah. know, it's. Bicking it, like, is really very low maintenance, you know, every few days is fine, whatever. And the only thing I ever really truly miss my hair is when I'm playing shows. That's it. Because it, it, it's, a, it's a serious lack of showmanship that, that comes with not having the hair, I feel like. Because, you you know, it's much less energy expelled and much more, uh, you know, visual energy with a long hair, long head of locks kind of going on all over the place kind of deal, you know. Shaved head, it's like, uh, it doesn't matter. You just look like some guy bobbing his head up and down no matter what. Like, you could literally be, like, headbanging harder than you've ever had been in your life. And oh, you yeah. just look like some fucking bowling to... ball bouncing up and uh... down. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. Short hair sucks to, yeah. to, like, play shows with. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And I got to, you know. Oh, you're saving is... money on the dry shampoo. Yeah, That's yeah exactly. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, I, uh, you know, I had to let go, you know. It was it was getting rough, and you know I didn't realize it until I went to to a dressing room. I think it was at Target. Yeah. I was like, and I saw the double mirror, and I saw the back, and I was like, "Oh boy, really? Off you go, really?" <laughs> and I hadn't seen it up until that point. I was like, "All right, done, Let's done, be real, yeah, oh yeah." Oh shit! I I hadn't realized how long I'd been living the lie, and I was like, "Ooh, really?" That was the chopping block right there. I laid the hammer down. Boom, done. 
right Man. then and there. <laughs> that should be a song, the double side of mirror. Look, right? Know. <laughs> you know, it's 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 you know, some people struggle with that for several more decades in their life than I did. So, you know, but you know, luckily oh, yeah. uh, I embrace the uh, all or nothing uh, metalhead haircut mentality. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not accused of being a biker more. Uh, <laughs> Is that oh, is, yeah. should we is that going to start being nah, a thing? You look you know? like a biker. Yeah, you know. Hey, you know? The, yeah. Should I start you know, like <laughs> rocking like the vest with like the rocker on the back? Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like Sons of Anarchy kind of thing going on. Sons of Belichick. <laughs> yeah, Sons yeah, of Belichick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Oh, those rubes, Sons of Belichick. <laughs> I can't even handle that. Hey, man. I'll, I, I got, like, Bill Belichick books over here. You do I'll whatever makes shit. you happy, like... you know? As long as you're truly passionate about it, no one's going to knock. Well, no, somebody's going to knock it, but, you know. Fuck oh, yeah. Em. You know? It should be knocked. That's a that's that's rock hard ride free mentality right there. Yeah, Bring it but circle. they don't fucking own defenders of the faith. That's well, a problem. You know, like... that's that is a serious problem. <laughs> By the way, happy anniversary. What was it? Two days ago to defenders of the faith. I think it was. Was that twenty five? <laughs> thirty five. Thirty five. Thirty five. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm thirty five. Fuck. <clears throat> Fuck. <clears throat> Still, I constantly go back to that album too. Oh. Um. So. One of these questions that pained you. Were you here when they played the Palladium? No, that that oh. that will haunt me to the day I die, and that is that is one of the All truly right. biggest pitfalls: <laughs> is missing priests and Saxon opening. And yeah. what, what didn't Black Star Writers yeah, play that too? Yeah, nobody was there in time. Yeah, but like... I should. I still. It still pains me to to know that I missed that. Um, Dude, I, yeah, they played. That. I think. I think I've missed. I think I've missed Priest. Almost every time in the past like five years because I've been out on tour. Yeah. Prior to that, when I was like in internal bleeding, I missed Priest with uh, like what was it? They were touring. Uh, what was it? A ghost. Uh, was that it? Was that it? <laughs> well, that was like two summers ago. Well, last. No, summer I think I it was like fourteen. Priest was touring in the fall or something like that, and I was out with internal bleeding when we were doing that Suffo tour, and like they came through, and I and I missed that was when King Diamond was doing the Halloween tour. Yeah. Missed that. That was miss, sick. I miss a lot of good one. A lot of miss. I hadn't seen. I haven't seen King since what was that metal fest he played? Oh three. Oh my god, really? That was the last time I saw King. <laughs> Something like that. So well, you got to see Internal Bleeding like eighty times. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah there you go. How much? <laughs> how much bourbon and cigar did you have to fucking ingest to be with them? I too? didn't have to, but we toured with the Humidor. Uh, that's like a, oh, really? that's, a, that's an essential for Prevelis. That's incredible. Uh, him, really? and, him and Bill. Rest his soul. The man, the myth. Love that man. Oh, totally. Bill, Bill, Bill. Magical Bill. But yeah, they they toured with a humidor underneath one of the seats. It was a nice one, too. I think it was like a Pelican case or something like that with the humidor in it or something like that. It was nice. But, you know, if I was them, I would have rolled the same way. Absolutely. You know, you got to roll with your stash. Yeah. You, you got to, you have to yeah, be prepared. Yeah, who are we to disrespect Exactly. That? Yeah. I'm not going to knock anybody's <laughs> love of their craft. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> what was it like playing in fucking Indonesia? That was uh, everything about it was pretty crazy. The flight was crazy. It was a day's worth of travel. We got there. It was blazing. It was like ninety five the whole time, with like probably ninety five percent humidity the whole time. Um, I didn't. I slept during the day and stayed up during the night because my sleep schedule was just so annihilated. Because it was literally the opposite side of the planet. Um. And then we played the fest, and it was the sweatiest set I'd ever played in my life. I was drenched 
before we started the set. Playing your just shorts? Just setting up. Oh, yeah. Just shorts and t-shirt. And I was drenched just setting up. Really? <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. God. After we played, there was like a torrential downpour from like a monsoon or something like that. Yeah. Fest shut down for a few hours. Really? Yeah. And then it started right back up. But it was crazy. Indonesia was wild, though. The fans were crazy. Like, absolutely wild. People knew, like, there were people that knew I was in dysentery and stuff like that. Really? And, like, that's to be on the other side of the planet and just be like, huh? Like, okay. These guys don't even speak English. But yeah, they're like, like, they're, like, exactly. It's like, <laughs> that's another level. And, like, Indonesia is on that level. Like, I know everybody jokes about it and, like, they have that bootleg culture and all that stuff, but I'll be damned if it's still not the most passionate crowd i'm probably have ever seen in my life really how um, many people did you play in front of we played at like 4 30 in the afternoon and we probably played to like six seven thousand people oh shit yeah it was crazy we were the first like international band to play that day but it's all death metal brutal metal it's not like you're there uh, with it, the scorpions it, it, no like... it was it was it was all styles megadeth has played that festival oh, okay. not the year we played the year we played what was the festival the, name hammer sonic okay the the year we played the headliners were angra asking alexandria uh suffo um walls of jericho they're massive overseas outside of the states like headlining festival status overseas massive it's crazy Really? How how much bigger they are, but uh, it was a bunch of like that. Um, I forget who else, but um, it was wild. But uh, it was definitely crazy. We played like in the afternoon, first international band. Like there wasn't a lot of people there out in like the grounds, and we were like, oh, this is like a ghost town. But as we were setting up, people literally came by the droves out from like the trees in the background and stuff no like way. that. It was crazy. And then by the time <laughs> we had started playing, it was literally just a sea of people and it was wild wow. it was so crazy and the stage was so big you couldn't hear a god thing is going on you're like oh man this is <laughs> sick jesus <laughs> it was fun it was awesome um you know i can't thank those dudes enough for allowing me to come with them and play a show you yeah. know in indonesia that's you know that's bucket list stuff i can oh, only fuck yeah you know have so. you done Australia yet? Yes, I did Australia last spring. We did, we did, we flew out to LA for Nam, then went straight to Japan for like two weeks, and then we did Australia for two weeks, and then we did Europe with Sepultura and Goat Whore and Obscura. Goddamn! And yeah, it was a blast doing Australia. Australia was wild. Doing Japan was wild, and. And then going from those things to going to Europe, touring with Sepultura, like, was, like, kind of, it was a very surreal tour in general. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, that was that was awesome. And so then... You started with two weeks in Japan, which yeah. is fucking mind-blowing, because yeah. I know that's, like, one of the harder places to tour. It's, like, every town you drive through on the highway is, like, a toll or some shit. It, I mean, well, yeah, we traveled stories, every like... show by train. Really? And the gear was transported by, uh, by like, Sprinter. No kidding. Yeah. Yep, they had it set. Um, we had an amazing uh, promoter, Marina. She's done tons of bands over there. Um, she like was basically like our tour manager and like brought us on the train and stuff like that, and did our you know our travels with us and stuff like that. And um, she had a couple other awesome people in her crew that traveled with a sprinter with the gear to each show throughout Japan. And uh, 
it was awesome and they took care of us super well um how how being a vegetarian go over in Japan? it was it was t- it was it was harder it was very, it was it was de- very difficult at times yeah. very difficult at times um everything has like a fish base at the very least yeah so you know i got by though you know um you know it was a couple times where it was rough but uh their 7-elevens are amazing really? uh t- stock to the brims of, like, is it better than wawa uh it, it can hang with wawa <laughs> the variety is much crazier um you know they have a lot you know because obviously uh the 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 flavor palette in Jap- japan can span a much wider range so there's a lot more stuff available oh fuck you know that. so but uh it was pretty awesome and t- hot vending machines as opposed to cold vending machines um cans of hot coffee um cans cans of hot coffee they were great cans of creamed corn soup stop they were good really yep um but yeah like cans of like uh, i think they probably had some sort of like a bunch of like hot fish soups in the can stuff like that so hot vending machines can dispensers were the thing there really? which is cool what do you mean um, hot? Like it's an as oven? opposed to like a it. soda machine delivering. Yeah, but how do they get it hot? Like, like they're nuking it. They, no, they stay hot in a like probably like a thermal containment thing really? in the machine. It's like you know the size of a cold drink vending machine, but it um it kind of resembles kind of the like some of the old school soda vending machines that would have like the plexiglass glass screen with the lineups of the cans in them. You remember, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, it would yeah, be like yeah. that, and they'd be smaller, like the those Coke mini cans you see now. Right? It would be those style ones, and but they'll be like Coke. They'd be like sodas. All the all you know, like Europe, the sodas are lesser sugar content to begin with, so they're like actually tasty sodas. Okay. They're not so you know brutal on the sugar content, but there would be like in those same soda machines, or and there would be like hot soups and stuff like this, and like. You know, the, with the soups, there'd be coffees, all sorts of variations of coffees, teas, hot green teas. Oh, yeah. You know, because all that things. But it would be sweet because anywhere you go, there would be. What's, so, the, what's the, the gambling like in Japan? Um, I didn't participate in any of it because I'm not a gambling guy at all. But there would be lots of slot machine stuff all over the place. Like, you'd be walking around through towns and stuff like that. And there'd just be like... There would be arcades, tons like massive like arcades and stuff, and their arcades are gambling arcades. So, like you would find video games and stuff like that, obviously, but you know, lots of uh, gambling machines, and you step in, and the audio and visual level is overwhelming. <laughs> it is brutal. You just go in, and it's like any arcade you experience as a kid times fifty. No kidding. Brutal. I'm just like I can't do this. You really like would it make you sick almost? Like? Not sick, but like I, I'm like I'm good with that. It's too much. It's overstimulating. Like oh, okay, yeah. it's like a hard. It's like a super heavy Vegas vibe. Yeah, <laughs> I guess yeah. is the best way to put it. So did you, like, what about the karaoke? Did you guys do the karaoke? No, thing? No, didn't really do any karaoke. Most of the time, it would be like because we'd stay in hotels in Japan a lot. So we like we'd stay in the rooms or whatever and, and sleep whatever and then we'd get up and I would see if there's like some local places to walk around or see if we could get somewhere nearby. So we'd go like walking through towns and stuff, just checking out stuff. You know, most of the time I would just be very like very much pro walking around, checking things out, not really kind of going too crazy money wise. It's just kind of like taking in visual stuff. Oh fuck yeah! You know, especially because we had that was the beginning of two months of international touring. So I was like, I had to take it easy. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like super frugal at that time. Absolutely. So. Yeah. 
But no, yeah, no weed in Japan. Um, found I smoked one joint in Japan. Really? Yes, and I was so sketched out by smoking it, it almost wasn't fun. <laughs> um, one of the shows we play, some dude like, like one of my bandmates was like, "Hey, some dude's got weed," and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me." Because at that point, we probably hadn't smoked in like a week. Because yeah. me, my drummer, and my singer in Fit, we are all, we're like the smoking team. Yeah. So we were like, he's like, we're like, yeah, don't worry. We're going to be quiet. We're going to be quiet because we know we're going to die if somebody finds out we have this weed. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we like smoked it in like the stair outdoor stairwell of like the hotel we were staying on that night. And we were like, just like trying to be so discreet about it. And we were just like, oh, Holy fuck. But we smoked enough, like, when I went to sleep that night, like, I was, you know, I was toasted. I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) You know? But that was all I smoked in, like, that two weeks I was in Japan. And it was cool, but, like, due to how high alert you were, it didn't, it wasn't that enjoyable, you know? when you're on a train, is that like a, like, is there like a drug search? No, no, no. It was super, super easygoing. Like, the bullet trains would just be like, because these were like super high speed trains we would take to the, because some of these, we'd have to travel like serious distances to the next city and be like bullet train things. You know, you achieve speeds, you're like... Oh, really? Shit. Going 80 miles per hour? Whatever. I think, I think like, uh, over that even, like, but, like, really? absolutely fast enough to be flying. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, so, but those those were lax. Like, I, you know, I think I had, like, I, that whole tour, I just had, like, a small little carry-on luggage, and that's all I have with me. And because they transferred our, like, our guitars and stuff were with... Uh, the gear and the sprinter and stuff like that. So, like, we were traveling light, but nobody ever... There was no searches or anything yeah. like that. Oh, that's good. Uh, my drummer got singled out at, in the middle of Tokyo, like, walking around. But he... You what know, do you mean? Like, some cop just shows cook, up? I think a like... couple cops were like, hey, we want to search you. Really? Um, because my drummer is Puerto Rican, covered head to toe in tattoos. Ah. Um, so, yeah. You know, all right. So, that's not a good thing. You know, it tattoos, wasn't just yeah. he was white covered in tattoos. He yeah. was Puerto Rican covered in tattoos. Yeah, yeah. And so, in Japan, that was even crazier. Really? So, you know. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah. So, but overall, no problems whatsoever. Zero. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I always want to get with it. That's like kind of one of those, but that whole uh, region is between Indonesia and Japan, like a fucking bucket list for me. Yeah, at least, you know? and I got to re- I got to visit one record store in Japan. I forget what the town was specifically, but it was called Record Boy, and it's like, it's it was a legit spot. Like, I think that was on my Instagram. Probably, it's uh. But it was it was sick. No, record. It's the, the dude from fucking what was that band Visceral Infest who was touring with them. Like does I don't know. I don't if know he, if they that, those dudes have anything to do with I it. I think but, he vends to them. But, oh but maybe because like, like I follow oh, yeah, that they, Japanese yeah, yeah. that kid's account on Instagram, and every once in a while I see Record Boy. Yeah, yeah. And like it was a know, legit. Like, it was like a hole in the wall, but it was legit. Really? Uh, like uh, like focusing mostly. It was like punk crust the crustier side death metal the crustier side extreme music in general you know yeah. clearly a japanese spot you know for like you know but it was sweet and they was just it was so much packed into a small small spot and it was just so overwhelming yeah. but it was so cool uh I, I, was, I was in there for like a solid hour and a half just like looking around did people mosh over there um 
they weren't they wouldn't mosh like i think they just like they enthusiastically headbanged and stuff like that and just enjoyed themselves when, like, the enthusi- but there was no there was no aggressive nature to their yeah. enjoyment of the set yeah. uh, uh, like anything like that but take in mind you know it's also a different crowd being out because it's like fit for an autopsy and they artist murder that's what was touring in japan so it's a, you know it's not it's not it's a different crowd yeah. you know it's not exactly our wheelhouse so you know so like might be a little bit different if it was you know one of our you know you know like if it was like a death metal project going through or something like that yeah but um but no there's everybody you know i think everybody's just kind of I think everybody's got way more of that uh, that old school team mentality going on. You know, they're all in it for, for the good time kind of thing yeah. going on. But absolutely, I've never seen like a more thankful and more welcoming crowd in my life, too. Every person there is just like never been so so much happy to see you coming to play their area. It was awesome. You know, that's oh, shit. it's it's exactly what you think. It's like it's that Indonesian passion. Right there, you know, in Japan. Really? Absolutely. Really? It's crazy how you get that outside of fucking white people. I love it. <laughs> I love seeing it. Well, I love seeing it coming from outside of that because um, we, uh, you know, we unfortunately are spoiled with it. You know, we have it all um, being in the States in a major part of you know in, in the northeast we get a lot of it you know like we get to see the best of the best coming through pretty much whatever even the most obscure things come through this area of the u.s eventually you know uh you know these areas of the the world get it a small fraction of that yeah so it's not like there's you know, bedroom players yeah. in fucking indonesia yeah you know? it's like, like they they live for it they they breathe it and like to see you come from north america it's like you know, they li- it's it's literally bucket list stuff for them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like for your ass to come play music. It's crazy, huh. and you're the guy. It's weird. It is weird because like fucking, when you what? see when when you when you meet that first person that is like that is not that that first time you like left the Northeast and you you've encountered your fir- that first person who was like I really enjoy your band. Yeah, like you're just like. What do you do? It's like you just say thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's weird because like you, you're you're humble and you're appreciative, but you don't like. It's not like uncomfortable. It's just like it's like weird to be like, wow, that motherfucker's like really like committed yeah. to me. It's like, like they're they're putting in the effort that you put in towards your favorite bands and the 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 bands that you care about. It's like your that your band is one of them was one of them for that for that yeah. person. It's that's oh you it, it like. So like even uh, we were talking about this yesterday in the studio, fucking the garage. But like going down to South America, when you start signing autographs down there, it's like a little startling because it's like I never got autographed. I never. Asked well, back that, then when like, you did that for that first time, yeah, with ascendancy, that's that was a whole different. That was that was fifteen years ago. So that was like even crazier oh yeah you know the disconnect was so much greater at that time because the internet hadn't broke through in the way outside of your major areas in the world yet yeah you know so much so it's like that was that was even a whole different ball game i'm gonna break this open right now but terrence is living like five minutes away from here (laughs) really and I'm dying to get him on here to talk about that whole tour. Oh wow! That's it. I mean, I, I don't know anybody. T dog. Yeah, dude. But I, I don't. I don't know anybody who fucking like 
gone down there and just did like 13 shows in Peru. Like that's like nobody right. like people like skip out on Lima, let alone tour around the country. And like I don't know. That was what, like earlier I was asking about like that that was my like oh fuck, I can't walk away from this moment. Yeah, like, yeah going yeah. down there I'm like I'm in too deep. I can't stop. Like fucking yeah, this yeah, is yeah. too sick. Like fucking like Yeah, you you I I didn't get I I never really got that I never got that international thing earlier on when I was I, I spent like most of my formative years playing in the scene and stuff like that I'd never really gotten outside of the US and stuff like that and the, uh, it was like I didn't even get to Indonesia was the first time I'd ever gone outside of Canada playing a show which is amazing because you know that's so limit like, like very few people and that nowadays, was and that was 2016 i think it was 2016 okay. was indonesia that was the years, first time yeah. i'd ever left north america to play a show and that's after playing playing in you know playing this all this for almost 15 years <laughs> you know pretty much 15 years oh, yeah. like doing it it's like crazy but like to do it then a whole like you know when you're like what Everything was just a different ball game back then, playing underground music. So, like, that was, like, even more of a a wild experience doing it then. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yeah. th- there was before the internet. I remember hearing Sepultura Schizophrenia for the first time Dude. down there on a PA and watching dudes at Cinco de Mayo corpse paint fucking kill each other. It was like, wow. That's, <laughs> that's what, you, like, you knew about... Like you knew about like the Brazilian scene, and you're like, "Oh, it's yeah. the sickest scene ever." Yeah, you're like, "So we're going to South America? Okay, it's probably gonna be fuck yeah." You know, it's like the you know Colombian scene, like all all those crazy uh, you know Colombian the bands most that we extreme love, yeah. music that was coming out in the world, arguably at that time, like up to that point, was coming out of South America in general. Yeah, so it's like I think it still is. Still, honestly. Yeah. I think it's still like probably the best continent. It's just crazy. It's crazy. It never, it always blows my mind. But that's the beauty of it, you know. But to go there when it, you know, even like you know, the internet age had been booming at that point. But still, you were like, you know, going there was that like at that point where it was like maybe starting to infiltrate more down there and stuff like that. Maybe I'm ignorant to it. Maybe I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, dude. But that's the thing is like. Ultimately, like, it's kind of broke open in the past, like, especially five years. There's a yes. lot of bands going down to South America mm-hmm. to play, and they should be. Yep. Because it should be more economical for, for everybody to go down there. As an yep. American, you know, your dollars stretch a long way. Yes. Airfare aside, fucking, it's a fantastic little fucking spot to go get in. You know, mm-hmm. just learn some Spanish. Fucking get get with the program. Fuck, is what it is, you <laughs> right? know? Like, I don't know. I'd rather go back to, I mean, Europe's awesome. Don't get me wrong, but being in South America, I think is well. Like, you always you always want to try to hit new pot, spots anyway. But oh, yeah. Europe is always you know Europe will always remain a crucial spot that loves the stuff you know. Sure. But South America is definitely an untapped. But I think it's only because of you know the ability, the communication hasn't been there yet. But now you know you see bands that have spent like you know entire careers never getting down there, now like finally getting down there and doing stuff. So it's like yeah. So what uh. For this year, what, what are you looking to cross off your list that you haven't done yet, as far as countries and shit? Uh, I, countries, I don't know what is even on like the the plate as far as like what we have for plans right now. But um, there, I'm hitting a bunch of countries with dysentery that I haven't been to in general, which I'm still I'm obviously super stoked on that tour because you know 
been trying to get us over there forever. But I think, uh, what is it? I think I don't think I've done Spain yet. Um, there's a bunch of countries I can't think of off the top of my head, unfortunately. But there's a bunch of spots that um, I haven't been to, but I'm going to be. Um, first tour, like first tour show of that tour with Dysentery, we're like playing over entrails. Really, from Sweden? <laughs> uh, yeah, at some fest, it's like us in that uh, that band Catalepsy. Yeah, uh, headlining over entrails. I'm like, ah, all right. <laughs> I was like, hey, okay, metal blade band. Yeah, I was like, all right, cool, let's party. You know, <laughs> Dysentery, number one slamming brutality. You know, I know. <laughs> Bring it American style. Oh, I know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's the appeal of like you know we're the American band. Yeah, uh, you guys gonna sell basketball jerseys uh, or what? I, I think we got to go over there relatively limited because I think we can't be flying over with merch. Really, really, we gotta we gotta play it safe as far as like what we're traveling over with there and stuff like that. Sure. I don't I don't want to make it you know look like we're trying to fucking because you know their number one thing is like oh are you making tons of money it's like no we're not making any money <laughs> you know you got to let them know that it's like when you're going to canada right it's like we're not going to make money right we're going to play some shows and like you know have some fun yeah <laughs> sometimes it's hard to believe because they're See like why friends? would you do that <laughs> why would you do that to not have any <laughs> positive oh. outcome it's like because i like rock and roll <laughs> rock hard ride free it's crazy <laughs> fucking canada fuck it I want to wrap this up soon because I don't like doing long episodes. I totally understand. I don't think anybody wants to listen to long episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time we went to Canada, though, to see uh, the first Wings of Metal? Oh, Wings we of Metal. The, we got detained, you guys. Oh, my, my God. They and were convinced we were playing a show. Like, <laughs> the only reason we ever do that drive is to play shows, and the one time we're going for a fest. Yeah. They're like, you're playing a show. They're like... <laughs> I'm like no, <laughs> no, that fest ruled though. Remember oh. that one guy that was like, he's like, yeah, I like heavy metal. I like, I like, I like the folk metal. The like, folk metal. He definitely like, like name we, dropped, you know, some, uh, you know, the Corpa Kalani. Oh, he definitely, like, he bands, def- I, stuff I like that. that he into. definitely started. I was like, hey, bud, I think he name dropped uh, nowadays Sonata, uh, Sonata Arctica, something yeah. like that. I was like, Oof. I was like, props to you for hanging on to that band. <laughs> Are we all like? Laxadaisically, we're like, oh, first yeah, album, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, 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 I was like, I can the clip together. I was like, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, go search the cab. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing in it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're like, listen, buddy, just let us go. We're yeah. just. Oh, that, oh, that guy's time. probably listening right now. Yes, thanks, bud. He's coming to get you. You're the okay. man. You're the man. Last time we went up there for Quebec Death Fest. You're like, where are you staying? I'm like, oh, Montreal. What are you doing? Quebec Death Fest. And, like, they go to hand us back the passports. And then, like, he goes, do you have any marijuana? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And he goes, okay, it's a new question. Well, in his friend, he said, it's a new question we have to ask. And I'm like, I just looked at him. I'm like, what? And I'm looking at Kate. I'm like, what the fuck? What? And then like, he just gives us the shit back. I'm like, what if he said yes? Was this a couple, like, like, was this a couple was months ago? Yeah. 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 It was literally like two days after they legalized weed up there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't like, been I haven't been up there since, I don't think. So it's funny. It's funny. That There's is a funny. ton of weed there, but like it was just funny getting interrogated. Yeah. It's like it's And like, then the t- Americans on the way back, that was the most that was the longest I've waited there for a little while. Really? Yeah. What like at the booth? <sighs> or in line? Both. Booth. Okay. 
in a while. Well, I was going to say, I've, I've had, never, ever been held up at the booth, ever. At the booth, I remember we showed up there once with six people in my old Ford Taurus sedan. Mm-hmm. I had six people, like... Two people sitting, bitch, in the front and the back. We saw it was, Alan was there and Adam's cryptopsy thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember. And fucking like they were like, like the first question. It wasn't even where you're going. Like, did you buy any drugs in Montreal? <laughs> and we're like, no. Like, like you fucking. And they're like, yeah, right. And then like just all handed, like and that was it. Like that was it. Like, I it was love so, it. Like, it's like, like I'm sorry. It's like don't get me wrong. <laughs> I will absolutely be smoking plenty of marijuana while I'm here in your beautiful country. Don't get me wrong. But I'm never going to cross a border with uh, that shit in my possession. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, sooner or later it's gonna be tit because you so, can just buy joints in Vermont. Uh, we can, gonna, you know, we'll have lunch in Burlington. Dude, the way back I'm, gonna, in. I'm gonna love it. You know, I, and that ha- day is actually gonna happen sooner than later, which is even crazier. I know. So hey, that's what's up. Soon you're gonna be able to fly. It's like we'll just be crossing borders with it. That's just I'm, nuts. I'm looking How forward to that. How much weed do you want to clear it, today? It's gonna make. Hey, listen, it's gonna make traveling so much better, so much easier. Seriously, you don't have to worry about having your dude for when you land. Oh, I know. Or like, oh, oh God. hitting the border, doing that Arizona, that that oh, southern Arizona. Ar- Arizona drive God, through the El agri- Paso, the agricultural checkpoint. Oh God. Oh, oh it's like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah, the El Paso shit sucks. The McAllen, uh, exactly. Brownsville like, shit. I don't like up. playing around with that stuff. Yeah. So it's like makes that life e- my life easier yeah. than that so how many souls do you have on board uh, uh, uh. and it's so unnecessary like uh. and, and like they just look at you and, and like yeah you're not the first band we've seen on tour today get out of here you know it's <laughs> it's always so nothing every, every yeah. time it occurs, it's like yeah you know? obviously like, you know this isn't the first band it's like if you guys work this job you see 17 bands a day yeah seriously is it but that's another thing too don't like because i work right by the pike and on and like I swear to God, like I could just see a van and a trailer, or like I see bandwagons, and I'm just like, oh, that's a fucking man. And like you yeah. know, like I just start thinking in my head, like who the fuck was it last night? The fucking like, you know, well, it's like, like well, who's coming up from New that's York? That's what you do whenever you drive. You, know, you see like, you see a van with a trailer, you're like, yeah, slow What's down, up? take What's a up? look. You What's know, up? Like, What's yeah. Up? <laughs> oh yeah, it's like the sixth sense. That's the shit. Uh, that's that magic. That's that magic, that 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 spirit that you're you're trying to catch on the there. road again. On the road there again. There I am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know that. I know that song. It's yeah, a good yeah. one. It's... Wherever I may roam. With the wah. Yeah. Sometimes you know, like you listen to fucking space trucking, and you're like, you know what this this really talking about is fucking <laughs> all the different you know, Mersai. You know, <laughs> it's like ah, all right, bud. <laughs> so you got any new music that's coming out that you want to plug? Fucking. Um, other than your tours, that we've nothing. Uh, I can't. I well, you know, can't plug too much. But there is a new. There will be a new fit for an autopsy album. I don't know later this year, like maybe like springish, summerish, maybe. We could be no. I could be wrong though, so don't take my word for it. And maybe the end of the year, new dysentery. Just we're plugging away at that right now. Really, try not to do too much shows too many shows waiting for that euro tour and just trying to churn out a new album basically maybe record it summer if we can do it but depends on how lazy we are you know it's death metal every album takes longer than you say it's supposed to take so that's just how it works people know that oh yeah so whatever oh yeah (laughs) i hope you guys get to take over serious xm liquid metal oh that'll be great 
I think you guys are on the Devil Dozen for this year. Yeah, we have been on yeah. the Devil's Dozen. In yeah. fact, yes. I listen every week. You do you? I, yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to know what's going I, on. I, I, uh, Dude, I, I'll admit- I drove my dad's truck for a... Uh, for like a day or two when I was doing some movie, some moving the other day, the other week. And I was just, you know, listen to it here and there between that and the old Aussie's Boneyard. Oh, I love the Boneyard. Oh, uh, yeah. I tell you what, the old Boneyard, though, they used to be way better with their cuts, though. Really? I think they Deeper. like, I think they joined with another station and they got like a little dumber with their picks. Really? But like they used to be a little bit better with their deep cuts, I feel like. But, uh, the Boneyard's cool sometimes, and Liquid Metal, like when you catch it at the right hour and stuff like that, they have like they have like a late night like extreme show, I think, and sometimes well, well, they play yeah, some shit like that. Ian Christie, I love yeah, the Ian yeah, Christie yeah, exactly. show. But uh, some you know you try you try to listen for a little while. It's like they throw in a good tune, and you're like, wow. I was like, I've only I've never even heard of this band in my life, and like I actually like actually like him in like in being in fit like i'm actually all see some of these like names that pass through of like oh, stuff yeah. i've never heard in my life though right. but i see these names and like some of these names that pop up on this liquid metal i'm like i've never even heard of this band yeah. i was like where do these bands come from but that's how far it is that's another up, yeah. that's, that's that's like literally another product of where we're at well, it's like <laughs> you gotta stay hip on that shit I can't. you gotta know what's going on i can't well, yeah, we're, I'm too we're busy still... telling people to get off my lawn. I think. Yeah, that's what's up because we're still finding shit from the '70s that's way better. Like, you it's know. like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, go Sad Wings of Destiny, will you? I know. You just know? listen to. Sa- I'm gonna go listen to Sad Wings of Destiny for the five billionth time yeah. for thirty more years <laughs> for the rest of my life. And stay the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, it's been a pleasure, sir. Oh, it's always a pleasure. pleasure is all mine. It, it feels a little forced in front of microphones, but we've been talking uh, like this. I don't know. It's, it's This is literally no different than every day we've ever hung out in our entire lives uh, knowing each other. <laughs> we had, I, it was good seeing you a couple weeks ago at the booth there. Uh, it was good. It was good, good hanging out up the there. The oil you know, pen. So, soaking it in. I got to get myself. That's a, that's probably another advantage. Um, is, is that place uh, open right now? Well, Ralph's? No, uh, a place to pick up some extra pen cap action where the price is like through the roof. Oh, the the dispensaries over there in Leicester? Actually, I don't know if they're open or not. Well, no, yeah, they're open, but I think it's like 70 bucks for like a half milligram of fucking like. Oh, Christ. All right. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'll live. Talk to the local guy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to be in Cali <laughs> in like two weeks, and the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to have that delightful little battery I got. Oh yeah. I'm going to have that with me. I'm going to have one of my bandmates that's there. I'm like, listen. Yeah. One of you guys needs to make a pit stop for me. Yeah, right. This is crucial. Pot shop traffic. They had an emergency meeting over Dude, there. Dude, yeah. just the state needs to be just open that shit up already. Seriously. Stop pussyfooting around and like make that money. I what know. are you doing? I think it's called loaf. That's what they call it nowadays. Is that it? The, get that loaf. Oh, That's what the get kids that bread. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bread. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's, let's get that bread. Absolutely. Yes, getting that bread, getting yeah. the loaf. You know, that's, you know. Your parents never made you listen to meatloaf? Um, I don't think they were that big into meatloaf, you know. Um, you know, being a kid at that time when Bad Out of Hell 2 was a really big, you, you got exposed to a lot of meatloaf, I feel like, you know. Number one hit right there. Yeah, it was it was big back then, but Huge. like I wasn't like a, a, I didn't get hit with the seventies meatloaf too hard. No, right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I just knew sucks. like I just knew the you know the token, the token couple songs. Though I'm a big Rocky Horror fan though, so I you know 
Really? I, I do enjoy Rocky Horror. So, really? uh, you know, Meatloaf and Rocky Horror. You get your Horror, spray bottle out? Yeah, yeah. I can, ha- I can and... hang with Meatloaf and oh. Rocky Horror, though. That's cool. Really? Yeah, definitely. definitely. My goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I stand there. All right. So you're gonna watch Rocky Horror when you go to Europe at dysentery? Um, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I don't think we're gonna have the opportunity to be uh, oh. watching too many movies with dysentery. We're not. We're I can't not, imagine. We're not Scott gonna be. Hi, we're not Rocky high classing. Horror. We're not gonna be uh, busting it with dysentery. No. We're we're gonna. Be, I think it's like uh, two sprinters or something like that. Really? Because it's a four. Ba- I think it's a four band package. Ooh. So yeah. So uh, it's two sprinters between us or something like that. Uh, but then. Um, I'll be there, I think, for another tour back to back. So, uh, we'll, and that one I might be in better accommodations. So I'll be stepping up. You know, it'll be like Jefferson situation. I good. Yeah, moving on up. So, so that's it. Two bands, fifth, fifth one, also option, and, dysentery. and dysentery. And that's it. Currently, yes. You know, there have you know, uh, you know, there have been some percolations in the uh, the the parasitic extirpation camp. You uh-uh. know, between me and Mister Casares. You uh-uh. know. You know, I have been kind of getting the itch to do like you know, get back in there with that 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 fast shit again and get back out there with the the nonstop brutality action. You know, it's kind of been itching. You know, well all the dysentery, got all your knuckles must be awful. Well, yeah, exactly. You know. My knuckles are raw. I gotta keep I got to keep those razor chops up yeah. though. The fast the fast boys dragging them all. Over yeah, the ground. exactly, exactly. I can't drag too long. Fucking gets, Neanderthal. Yeah, way too lazy. <laughs> it's like. Between between not playing finger style on bass, <laughs> just playing with the pick, and then just playing oh. knuckle dragging riffs on guitars, dude, you don't even imagine how how brutal it could be for keeping my guitar chops up. I'm uh, just like, oh, come on, kill me. Uh, well, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> no, dude, it's all for the craft, baby. It is all for it. You mean like that movie that was NC17? Hey, man, that like- was that was a that was a good movie to have out when we, you know when we were young teenagers. I feel like you know. I still haven't seen it. It was a good quality movie. I, I enjoyed it. Was know? it better than The Witch? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. Yeah. Well, to Jerry speak on that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to come on. My here. pleasure. Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Cheers.